Hello and welcome to another episode of the Verb Pod Network. Thank you for joining us. This episode is brought to you by GoPro and the brand new GromQuest. Don't know about GromQuest? I'll tell you about it. Here's how it works. Step one, go get yourself a GoPro. Step two, film your little Grom or yourself ripping, or it could even be your buddy Bob, doesn't matter. Step three, submit that footage to GromQuest. Step four, maybe win some awesome prizes and be a part of the GoPro team. Submissions to GromQuest must feature an individual under the age of 18. So slaw dog, you're probably not eligible. Visit gopro.com forward slash en slash us slash awards to learn more and enter. Now, let's get to the pod. Welcome to the Verb Moto broadcast. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With me on the line, an absolute ripper out of the state of Texas goes by the name of Cade Johnson. Cade, welcome to the Verb Moto broadcast. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Hey, thanks for making some time for us. I'm sure you're still in a little bit of recovery mode from Loretta Lynn's. Uh, we had heat, we had rain, we had heat after the rain came, uh, and you were kind of caught all in the middle of that all, man. man. So uh, uh, kind of tell me a little bit about your, your preparation for going to the ranch, and then once we hit play on it, how the thing played out for you. Yeah, so um, we prepared quite a bit. I went down to um, MTF for a little bit before... Um, Loretta is to train with some pretty fast kids down there. Um, so, because there's really fast 125 kids down there. So we trained down there and we came to Loretta's and honestly, the heat at Loretta's wasn't even that bad compared to Georgia and the Texas heat this year. So, um, it was kind of, it wasn't super hot on that aspect, but the, uh, the rain was for sure a curveball, and, um, I felt like I managed it pretty good, but, um, yeah, it was, it was for sure something interesting. So, yeah. Certainly. Now, would you consider yourself, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say a mud specialist, certainly you got a little taste, bit of a taste of it at Freestone earlier this year when the skies opened up, um, but are you, are you someone who sort of like when the when the skies open up, you're just rubbing your hands together, let's drop the gate, I want to show what I can have, or are you uh, or more of the mind of uh, when, when things go sideways or things are slick and sloppy that you're, you're not having so much fun? So actually... Um pretty much like my entire life, it was kind of, I didn't really like it, but recently for some reason, I've just kind of gotten good in the mud and I kind of really like it now. So, um, I think I'm more of a, I, I drop those gates, let's go race and type of deal nowadays. So, uh, um, I, I guess it's a new grown, um, love for the mud. So, yeah. Fair enough. You've, uh, it's an acquired taste for you perhaps. Now, um, you, this is, like I said, your first time on the Verb Moto broadcast, but I had you on the, uh, the Big MX Radio podcast, well, got to be almost four or five years ago already already now, uh, when you debuted, uh, and you must have done some pre-production testing on this thing, or at least had it in your hands before uh, they, they uh, released it to the public, but uh, you were sort of like one of the first kids to be racing and doing extremely well on the Yamaha YZ65 when it came out. Uh, you now find yourself on a 125 uh, but it's been quite the journey along the way. Uh, yeah, for sure. So we signed with um, Yamaha in 2018, or actually 17, but I didn't ride the Yamaha until 2018. And um, yeah, it was it was it was the the Yamaha 65 was a new bike at the time, and it was for sure experimental. And um, but I kind of got down it down and how to ride it because a lot of people um, didn't love it because they just didn't really know how to ride it. But uh, I kind of got the feel for it, and I started winning some championships and doing pretty well. And uh, 
stayed with Yamaha ever since. So, yeah. Yeah, you're looking good on the two-strokes, man. I, I, it's only, probably only a matter of time before you uh, move up to a full-blown four-stroke. Maybe that's in the next few months. Honestly, uh, i love to see you on the 125, man. Um, so let's talk about that class. Uh, you raced the, I believe it was the 125 uh, 12 to 17 BC, as well as Schoolboy 1, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that's all two strokes, all 125s. And I was just talking to uh, Jadon Cooper, and he agreed that class is absolute pandemonium. It, from the gate drop to the checkered flag, it is just all full go. Everybody in there, uh, the only way to ride a 125 is to absolutely just, just, Basically, twist the throttle and uh, and hope for the best. Um, and yeah, and you had bad starts, like you said. You said off air, uh, you didn't have uh, great great gate picks for either moto, uh, and that kind of puts you behind the eight ball, especially behind a lot of these kids who, like you said, go fast. Uh, so uh, yeah, tell me a little bit about the chaotic nature of those two classes. Uh, yeah, for sure. So the one twenty five, first off, the kids in it the, uh, this year are super fast and um, gritty. That they. They won't really give up the position super easily that you have to really go for it. And with these 125s, is to, to make a pass or um, to just ride it in general, like you said, you have to be on the gas. So um, you can't really come like stop, go, stop, go like you can on a 250. You have to just keep it on the pipe. So it, it kind of uh, creates an element of um, a different element in, in, involved there because it's a lot harder to um, ride the bike. So it... Um, implements with passing and whatnot so yeah certainly so you've been on the 125 for just about over a year now last time we saw you at the ranch here in the super mini class which uh obviously a little bit different platform uh, altogether a little bit smaller bike but w- what did you have that you could transfer over from the super mini over to the 125 as far as like riding style and just technique wise the yamaha super mini you kind of have to ride it like that um how you ride the 125 so, so that kind of implemented a little bit um but it, it, it was you, the 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 85 and the ceremony Yamaha were um, I, I enjoyed the bikes. They were uh, really finessey. So it was it was a little bit different from the um, other bikes. It was it was a little more how like you have to kind of put the bike where you want it. So yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, so l- let's talk about some features on the track. Uh, obviously, uh, the starts dug super deep. The, those b- bad start positions didn't help you out there. Uh, but once you were able to get some good moto finishes after that, some good uh, gate picks uh, uh, were resulted in you even having even better motos from there onward. Uh, Ten Commandments uh, and also that, that one double heading back towards the sand, or I guess not the sand corner, but uh, the, that final big sweeper uh, before you head towards the finish. Like... When you guys were sending that thing, like you can literally hear and you can feel the tires hit the ground um, when you guys are jumping that thing. I noticed that like you weren't jumping it as often as some of your other competitors. Honestly, I don't think it was that much faster on most occasions. But like, just take tell me a little bit about how much that takes out of you, just to be basically like if you don't land that thing like on the spot of exactly where you need to have it, you're basically sending it about 45, 75 feet to uh, to completely flat. Yeah, for sure. So the I didn't hit it really in the races at all because um, the the main reason I mean for for the impact and taking out of you that was um, I wasn't hitting it because of that so much. It was mainly because of blowing out wheels. People were were blowing out wheels uh, left and right. Um, I think Mike Brown. I may I may be wrong, but I think Mike Brown um, blew out a wheel yeah, and lost the motor end because of that. 
Yeah, so so it, it was really a lot of people were if you just make a mistake and you blow out a wheel, it's race over. So I just decided to make up the half a second or whatever it was somewhere else um, instead of that jump because it, it's it's for sure a, a launch and a half. And if you don't hit it perfect, you're either going over the bars or blowing out a wheel. So uh, yeah, it's for sure a tricky jump. Yeah, you had to pretty, pretty, be a pretty smooth operator to make that thing go. Uh, I saw Landon Gordon hitting that thing on a Super Mini time and time again, and I just, just shake my head uh, at just how hard those kids were hitting. Um, like, this year we had, like you said, not crazy heat, although me as a Canadian, uh, it was quite hot for me. I realized that it wasn't uh, as hot as it could have been. Uh, and then the rains came. And uh, that really threw a wrench into things, and they got every single one of the motos done on the final day, which did mean cutting the motos as far as lengthwise goes. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? Were you happy to see the motos go a little bit shorter uh, as far as just being able to get through it, uh, or are you someone who kind of kind of does a little bit better when you have longer motos? You get some good stamina. You can you can pick guys off late in the motos. Yeah, I for sure um, wish that it it um was longer motos because for me that that's that's my bread and butter when if i can't ever get a good start and i come to the pack i normally get around fifth through tenth and then those last two or three laps is where i make all the magic happen because everyone gets all fatigued and and um and i kind of pull through my, my dad uh trains me so he does a pretty good job on that so um for me i i, I enjoy the longer motos and i was kind of sad to see that um they shortened them to 10 minutes but you know they have to get it done so um can't blame them for that so. Yeah, we had to get things in some way, somehow, and we exactly did. Um, so looking back on the week that was, uh, like, could you give yourself a letter grade or, or did you did you check off some boxes that you, you wanted to? Obviously, you're you're going there looking for some championships. That didn't happen. Um, but what positives can we take out of it? Um, the speed. I, um, I didn't necessarily – I mean, I kind of did, but I ne- didn't necessarily realize how much speed I had until uh, going into it. Just not uh, based off of results, just, just looking at lap times, I, I had a lot of speed, and um, it was really, really nice to see that. And um, I kind of learned that I guess I'm a pretty good rod driver, mud rider, so anytime it rains in the future, um, I'll be excited and knowing that um, I can shred in the mud – and um yeah so those are probably about the um two main positives of the week and uh, a few other small ones like the starts um i kind of got them down on the last few motos but um i think i'll get them dialed down before the next national so yeah fair enough so what what comes next for k johnson uh i've mentioned that you're more than likely going to be hitting a uh getting a four stroke in the in the near future or maybe you stay down for another year what, what's that look like for you Honestly, I have no idea. Um, I kind of let that uh, my parents decide. Um, I'm thinking about maybe getting a four-stroke and just riding around a little bit. I might stay down another year. I have no idea. I just go out and race and try to win, and then the rest of the um, decisions are kind of done by my, my team, my family members, all of that. So um, if I grow a lot, I'll probably go 250, but I, I don't know what the plans yet. And, uh, yeah, so I'm just kind of playing about year. Fair enough, because you're about what five nine ish. Um, yeah, I think I'm about five nine right now. I, I grew a lot in the past. Um, I, I I grew a lot in the past like uh, week or two. The if I go up to the two fifty, it'll be mainly weight that I have to gain because I I already have good size lengthwise, but I'm I'm only like one hundred and twenty eight pounds, so I would like to gain a few more pounds before I get on that two fifty. 
I was gonna say you're pretty slight. Like I was just kind of looking at how well you fill out the uh, that uh, moose gear of yours, and uh, yeah, you're, you're still got you're, you got some pretty skinny legs on you, big guy. Uh, so maybe mm-hmm. some it'll be a little bit of time before um, we see you on that four stroke. I'm sure you'd still be able to go a whole lot faster than I do on it, but that's not the benchmark, right? Um, but uh, yeah, like so that that'll be a progression. And as far as age wise goes, you you're still more than eligible to to be in the. Uh, in both those classes you were racing, like schoolboys, not an age class, if, as far as I know. Um, and uh, the other class is 12 to 17, and you're not quite 17 yet. I think you're, what are you, 15? Yeah, so I have um, the rest of this year, uh, next year, and then a year after if I choose. But um, if I decide to stay down on 125s, I'll only do next year, and then I'll probably race um, 250B mod and schoolboy 2 the next year. So. Um, but I don't know if I'm going up right this year or, um, next year. So, yeah. Fair enough. And so like, uh, this is actually something that I posed, a post, a question I posed on Twitter yesterday and a few people kind of got back to me on it. Um, more or less people just kind of liked it. Uh, but my thoughts on just having the 125 in general, like, um, like I don't think Suzuki's going to roll one out anytime soon. Obviously Kawasaki and Honda have left theirs in the dust many years ago. Um, but when it comes to like a stepping stone bike or a, a bike that you can ride through your amateur career that I think can sort of help riders adjust and maybe you can chime in on this is like going to a, a manufacturer like Yamaha or KTM and their other brands. Um, I really think that having that, that, that either the 150 or the 125 gives those brands a bit of a leg up on the competition when it comes to even signing somebody like you, either whether it's on 65s or 85s, is kids not only thinking about what's the good bike right now, but what bike am I going to graduate to? Because you as well as I know, uh, getting on, off of, say, like a KX85 or a KX Super Mini and then grabbing uh, a, a 250F only moment, or only months later, that's a big ask. Yeah, for sure. That's actually kind of funny because that's one of the main reasons why we chose um, Yamaha is because they had a a 125 and my dad realized that I was probably going to be a slow um, developer. So he realized that we were probably going to ride that thing. And um, yeah, that's actually kind of funny that you say that, but that that was one of the um, main reasons why we chose Yamaha and um, is because that 125, because it's a stepping stone between Super Mini and 250. Because if you choose one of those brands that don't have a 125, you either have to stay down on Super Mini's another year and then go up, or you have to go up to 250 earlier than you want to, and that leads to injury or whatever. So um, we decided um, to, to stay with Yamaha for that reason. Yeah, I totally agree with that that idea, and I think that it, it honestly it seriously shows in the in the results in the fact that uh, one of the one of the team like I think it was like eighty five cc uh, ten to eleven every single bike from first through nineteenth was uh, an Austrian brand, and then twentieth was a Yamaha. Um, there wasn't a, I don't think there was a single Kawasaki in the whole class. Whereas if you spin the clocks back to my my era, like you just see green fenders all the way down. Um, so certainly it, it seems like you just said in your, in your case that, uh, the 125 was, a was a, uh, like a, a big, um, sort of kind of swayed your, your choice. And, and, and clearly, uh, you're a big fan of it. Cause you look good like the, the, the 17 machine, it was looking good this last weekend, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I was feeling pretty good on that track. Loretta's, I, I always really liked Loretta's something's about something about it. Um, it's not it's it's kind of a track different from others it's it's a little bit weird in some ways but 
Um, every single time I get on it, I get excited. My stomach starts turning, and uh, those gears start clicking. So um, I love the, the, the Loretta's track in general. It's definitely a track that, especially on a 125, you do not get any time to, to rest. Although on a 125, you don't get a lot of time to rest regardless. But like whether it's uh, trying to ju- double into the into the Ten Commandments or some of the flatter sections, which that one straightaway after the the, fir- the second straightaway that was heading towards the Ten Commandments, like it actually turned into rollers the second day, which was ridiculous to me. It was so muddy. Um, it just started like almost getting whooped out. Um, there was no time to, to rest, whether you're going through Storyland or heading through the sand, like you're basically wide open and on that thing, just wrestling the 125 nonstop. Yeah, for sure. The 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 Loretta's track is insanely, insanely rough. So, um, just just the especially on the one twenty five, like you said, it's it, it's it's for sure tough. To, those um those brake bumps turn into doubles, and you have to start doubling through them, and, and then you can't you can't ride. It, it's hard to ride the Loretta's track how you're supposed to ride at one twenty five because on a one twenty five you're supposed to be just like in third fourth gear like around around the outsides and there's not really any outside so it, it for sure throws a curveball but I, I i like the the the, the curveball i guess you could say so um yeah it keeps you on your toes man like one of the things that i uh i happened to notice about uh practice was just how big the breaking bumps got going into the billboard corner uh I actually was just sitting chatting with uh, uh logan best uh, I think it was actually during one of your practices, and like we were like, yeah, there's no way the they're gonna rip it the same way. Um, the track was actually very different from practice to to the motos. Um, did you notice that at all? And uh, yeah, like, um, what, what were your thoughts? Yeah, for sure. Loretta's um, every year that the practice day and race day are it's almost a completely different track because they 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 implement a whole bunch of um, dirt. They bring in a whole bunch of dirt, sand, mulch, everything. And it hasn't quite mixed in yet. So then it's like sand, mulch, uh, old Loretta's dirt, sand, mulch, old Loretta's dirt. And then by race day, it all combines to that perfect Loretta's dirt that you know and love. So the, the practice day and the race day are so different. But some, some of those breaking on sections where it's just mulch and it hasn't mixed in yet get huge on practice day. Like crazy, you come bombing in all excited from for that you're on their first practice of Loretta's and you have a four foot bump staring right at you. So, um, yeah. Fair enough, man. Well, you were able to, uh, to conquer it. Uh, like I said, no championship for you this year, but, uh, like you said, uh, I believe you, you got one moto win. Did you not? Yeah, I did. Got a moto win. Got to feel good about that. Learned that we're we're damn good in the mud. So next time that we're at uh, whether it's Freestone or the ranch, which you're you're gonna, like before you graduate from the ranch completely, I guarantee you're gonna have an absolute mutter of a moto. I'm sure you're not super stoked to hear that, but I, I don't think there's any way, shape, or form around it. That's just going to happen. Um, but uh, yeah, like um, I think that's it's it was a good week. Um, and moving forward, when will we when will we see you next? Um, I don't really know what my next race is it might be the um iron man combine it might be baja or it might be mammoth it might be any of those three but um i'm excited going in there knowing that i got a second loretta's and um yeah ready for battle love it man well i appreciate the time uh you are one fast texan my friend and i really appreciate you making the time for the podcast um yeah i know you've got an impressive list of sponsors give them some love before i hang this call up no problem. Natural Shift, So Station, Yamaha Blue Crew, Rock River, um, Danny Lewis, Donnie Luce, 
Ed Torrance, um, BJ Burns at Max University, uh, MTF for Let Me Train there this summer, um, Colin Millsaps, Brian, uh, my mechanics, Caleb Donaldson, Robert, um, Ed, Monster Army, Dunlop uh, Tires, 100% Bell Helmet, Moose Racing, Parts Limited, Alpine Star Boots, 100% Goggles, just everyone that, um, that helped me out. Thank you. Awesome, man. Well, like I said, I appreciate your time this evening, uh, and you were doing a radiothon earlier, so I think you are completely done with talking for at least the rest of the week. Uh, you're off the hook, my friend. Uh, like uh, You have yourself a great rest of your night. Thank you. You do, too. And there he goes, Cade Johnson on the Verb Moto Broadcast. Hope you guys are enjoying these podcasts. Um, if you guys have any suggestions and what you'd like to hear from the Verb Moto crew, please let us know via social media. Would love to hear from you. If this is the first episode you're checking out, glad you're joining us and hope that you like, subscribe, and uh, want to watch some more. So have yourselves a great rest of your day. And as always, thanks for listening. Kids up to grown man Walk through the gates of the coal miner's daughter To make a point clearer than the creek water Who's the best, who's it gonna be In Hurricane Mills, Tennessee Can you feel the adrenaline Dirt flies hypnotized by the whisper Hear the crowd, everybody's whistling Line on the field If you can put it all together three times This one week of racing could change Everybody knows this is where it all begins Do what you gotta do for 20 plus 2 out at the ranch Golf carts, pit bikes, and rowdy fans Play the national anthem and everybody stands Smell the smoke from the two strokes riding by 30 second cards on its side. It's time.